Welcome to episode 31 of Wolves Cast, the show that isn't afraid to leave lemonade off of its year-end list. It's hosted tonight by myself, a very special guest. I'm Scott. I'm Robert. That's nice right, everybody. Y'all. Welcome, Robert. He is the original podcasting partner with Neil. Uh, they yep. used to host a show together called Timberwolves Today. That's right. Kissing Marnie Gellner Podcast Network. First, it was Kissing Marnie Gellner Show, which won't even get into that, how we came up with that name. Yeah. But, yep. But, uh, yeah, I remember that. That was back when podcasting wasn't a big thing, and it's really fun to listen to you guys. We were pioneers, really. You really were, and mm-hmm. uh, especially on the Timberwolves scene. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, you're like the uh, the old school godfathers of the industry that have shown that have made it possible <laughs> we for paved the road young for, artists like myself to make We paved the road art. for podcasts like this today. Exactly. And now you are going 55 smooth, um, but we paved it for you, so... Yeah, you're welcome. Um, oh, well, thank you for being here, Robert. He is, uh, like I said, he knows a lot about the Timberwolves. Uh, and no one, I, I talk about the Timberwolves probably with him. Besides Neil, you're the person I talk the most with about the Wolves. So it's yeah. good to have you on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think you and Neil are probably two two of the top three guys I've watched Timberwolves games with in my life. So we've had a lot of, lot of a ups lot and of downs. A lot, of, a lot of downs. Yes, a <laughs> lot of peaks and valleys, but mostly valleys. Mostly valleys. Um, yeah, but you know, fun valleys. But it's on the upswing, I, I think. I well, we'll get it. We're climbing that mountain right now. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the show, everybody. Um, thank you for listening to the show. If it's your first time, or if it's your thirty-first time, uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's really easy now because our name is Wolves Cast. I know it was hard to find on your podcast networks when it was Timberwolves, the podcast. That's one of the reasons we changed the name. So uh, run t- to your nearest subscription service, subscribe mm-hmm. to Wolves Cast. And uh, that way you don't have to worry. You'll get your episode every week. And if you're, you know, really spacey like I am and you, too. you, you need to be reminded of stuff. Who has you know. time, you know? Exactly. And uh, thank you for finding the time to listen to us. We're here to talk about our favorite problematic basketball team, <laughs> all ne- neurotic team USA, Mister in our own heads. Yep, all Minnesota neuroses Timberwolves. team. That's right. We're, we can't even get out of our heads now. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like the free throw shooting. You know, yep. it's just like we're not that bad, but we're so in our heads about it that it we're we're making it harder at the line. Like I feel like when we miss one at the line. We're gonna like we're like oh my god it's here I mean, it's happening again you know yeah I feel like the wolves right now are like a a kid who doesn't have very high self confidence playing like a gym game or something and oh, they're yeah. just living and dying with every single little thing and it's such like an up and down topsy turvy sort of team right now and yeah so much of it part of what's frustrating is so much of it is not so much like ability based but it is that. It is kind of the mentality. It's like of the team that our entire team takes their mental cues from like Bielitsa because now we're all as neurotic <laughs> as and like unconfident as Bielitsa. Yeah, we've got a team. We've got the Bielitsa mindset right now, and uh, we just got murdered in the New York Knicks game that was last night. As of we are taping this, this will come out, and not the uh, the Wednesday night Knicks game because we're playing them again on Friday. Yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. This. So the Wednesday night Knicks game was last night, and we got just slaughtered by Mindogus Kuzminskas. Yeah, yeah. Guzminskis. Yep, it's like a bad uh, scrabble hand, at least FIBA for us. ref, former FIBA ref, former blogger, now NBA player. That is so cool. I almost tweeted it out. Uh, Kuzminskis for Bielitsa, who says no, as a joke. But I didn't <laughs> think enough people would take it as a joke. <laughs> the people would just be like, he's real about this. Yeah. But like Kuzminskis was playing with a swagger that I would like to see like Bielitsa play with. Because he was just like very decisive about all of his moves. Yeah. In a way that you don't see like Bielitsa being... 
Absolutely. And I think that's one of probably that we've seen flashes of, of really good play from Bielitsa. Um, but he does have this demeanor. He doesn't really, you need a guy, especially off the bench and especially off of this current bench, which doesn't really have any sort of clear cut leader at any point. You need a guy who's going to come in and, you know, have that kind of poise about him or that kind of like right. swagger that's about swagger. him. It's yeah, uh, yeah. The NBA is not a league for people who aren't confident. You need to be like Damian Lillard taking shots, not like, you know, thinking yeah. about it on your way up like Ricky does sometimes. I just think that even like Ricky, who in years past has had a certain swagger to himself. Like, he doesn't have that swagger this year. It just seems like all of our swagger is gone, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word. But but this team doesn't have, like, kind of this confidence or this pride or they don't have an identity, really. So they're not – they have no swag. Yeah, think about the Knicks game, who came in and who really made a difference. Um God, I can't even remember his name. You, you're going to have to, like, tattoo it on your forehead. For oh, to remember. Kuzminskis. Kuzminskis, yeah. Mindaugas Kuzminskis. Yeah, Kuzminskis. And he looked great. Uh, I think he hit his first three-pointer off the side of the backboard, and I thought, oh, man, this guy might not be an NBA player. I mean, look at him. And then, of course, he goes, proceeds to burn just, the wolves. Just needs and, to see one go in. Yep, yep. So, but he came in, and he had he definitely brought energy. Uh, Vujicic came in. Yeah, and he's that same kind of that cocky, irritant. Yeah, you know. he's not backing down for anybody. We used to have a guy like that in JJ Barea. And oh yeah. Say for as much as people you know got headaches over JJ's play. One thing he was going to be a guy who you could come in and count on to. He wouldn't be shy. And we have a lot of There's shy a- players off the bench right now. As a, you've got Shabazz, who certainly isn't shy, but that's. Maybe he's on the other but end of the But even him, I think he's not back. playing as He's indecisive. He's indecisive. Yeah. And that's what it, I think these guys are so afraid to screw up right now. And they mm. they have the, all these mental responsibilities now. That, like So you can just see them like, going through their mental checklist. Like, okay, I have to do this or this on this. And they're not just playing with the natural kind of like uh, you know, confidence that they played with to close last season necessarily. Mm. Um, but who are we just talking about? Not Mindaugas. Uh, we, so we had... <laughs> Um, Kuzminskis. Kuzminskis. Um, I'm sure we're mispronouncing it, but you get the gist of it. Yeah. Um, so there's Kuzminskis. Uh, off the bench, we had uh, Vujicic came mm. in and played well. Uh, Hernan Gomez came in and played decently well. A great name. Um, that sounds but, like two names, but that's actually just his last name. Hernan yeah, Gomez. Hernan Gomez. Yeah, one word. nice. So, uh, yeah, I think we need we need to figure out an identity for ourselves and not particularly the not bench. overthink it as much, especially the bench. And, yeah, the bench, uh, the rotation needs to get figured out. Because um, right now the bench is – it seems like what's happening right now is that the – the starters can't out count can't stop anybody, but they can score with everybody. And then the bench comes in and they give up. They seem to you know a, a lead dissipates or a or a deficit expands, and then it's time for the starters to come back in and should fight, we fight gallantly from behind, but eventually you know lose. At least that's what's that happened the, the last week. or Potentially, so. this is uh, a little bit on Thibodeau because his way of subbing out all five starters at a time, a lot of times, like, mm. he runs these rotations where he'll throw in all five bench players at the same time, and then you know, or like he has weird rotations with guys right now, and maybe he's just trying to figure it out. But it seems like you know sometimes he's leaving his starters out for the whole third quarter, and then he'll put it in his bench for a little bit, and it's just putting them in weird situations. Like There's that. the really fine balance that is it's not unique just to him but for a coach gm 
where you've got all of these guys on your bench and you're still trying to figure out how to do everything with them, but at what expense to winning basketball games. Uh, so it seems like that's sort of a, a fine line that he's walking right now. Um, how do I find a good lineup uh, off the bench? How do I bring in bench guys to kind of mix in with the starters? Um, how do I like, do all this? How do this I experiment? Week, did he start but, mixing in a little bit where you get like mm-hmm. Tyus out there with Ricky and the starters or something like that? I feel like he's just starting to mix it in like that. Yeah, Bielitsa was one of the guys who would come in and he would, you know, sub in for Gorgie or something or right. whoever, whatever big, you know, maybe got two quick fouls or something like that. He would come in and I think those are some of his more effective minutes too. Um, but it does seem like it's, it doesn't seem like it is a work in progress, the entire team. Um, and maybe that's should have this shouldn't be that surprising, but it's nevertheless uh, we had know, high expectations. I mean, even people who could try to keep their expectations in check are probably a little disappointed right now. You know, people with even modest expectations would be disappointed with where we're at so far. But something that I think that we totally overrated is. Uh, how young these guys still are. We were mm. listening to uh, give a shout out to this podcast quite often here, but the Scoops podcast with Darren Doogie. It's fantastic. Uh, Wolfson, right? I messed yeah, up his Doogie, name. Darren Doogie Wolfson. I messed up his, right. last, his last name on the last pod just because I was talking too fast. And so I wanted to get it right for sure. Doogie, follow him on Twitter and listen to the Scoops. He had uh, David Thorpe on his podcast talking about Timberwolves. And one of the things Thorpe was emphasizing is just like how much the being 21 and being in the NBA is just so overwhelming because at every, like the NBA game is so much more complex than we think. I think his quote was people think that the rules of the NBA fit on a pamphlet when really it's a giant book, you know, just so much. He says every minute, uh, one of the quotes he said from Hubie Brown was a pick and roll makes your team, the other team think Mm -hmm. because there's a decision to be made every pick and roll and every moment has decisions like this. And he's just saying that like for young guys, it's really, really hard for them to get that right away and it just takes a while you know yeah it reminds the team right now seems to remind me of like you just started a new job and you want to make a good first impression so you're living and dying with every little mistake that you're making and those are sort of caring so much about making mistakes and not making mistakes almost seems to like compound things further and it's not natural it's not instinctual it's thought-based right now with the team that is something that i've been worried about i've been worried that you know people say that towns reminds them of kg in a whole lot of ways and i'm hoping that he doesn't take on kg's habit of blaming himself way too hard for losses because i'm worried that they're putting this like i think you're right they're putting all this pressure on themselves they put this pressure to be a playoff team you know obviously towns was written about by every magazine over the summer and has been Mm -hmm. really pushed hard and the timberwolves have been pushed in the sense that we got a lot of national tv games we got our christmas day game for the first time ever and so there has been this pressure this season with these expectations on this team and you're right these players are so young they don't have the vet in the locker room who uh tory hunter did a good job with this when his last season with the twins where sure. after losses he would just be like well that's a loss this is major league baseball this is how a vet deals with it you see me worrying no i'm laughing you know like it's just like you don't worry about like losses here or there you kind of can have an even keel to keep keep the young guys from panicking and i feel like right now we don't have a leader like that yeah there's the two kind of opposite ends of the spectrum of that you've got like the tory hunter like you said where you know as you get older you just learn how to move on from these things but then you've got the kg michael jordan kobe where like losing is not acceptable 
Yeah. At, and it should be avoided at any cost. And if you lose, it is like you you should be ashamed of yourself, you know? Uh, I mean, but and, even KG in the locker room. And I like feel the like tough love sort of thing, even, yeah. You know? On yourself. Yeah. You know, being tough on yourself and leadership through, you know, demanding so much of yourself. With Towns, it's like he is trying to be a franchise player right now. And, and he's he doesn't know like he right now he like last year he was adapting to the NBA this year he's adapting to being like a superstar not just in the sense of like his role in the league but also his role in like the media and stuff like he's yeah. being tr- treated like a superstar after his amazing rookie year he was I mean he was legit one of the best twenty five players in the NBA last season you yeah know? I mean so one of the best makes sense, rookie years we've seen in a long long time as of now he has not uh, been handling the pressure well. To say the least, and even yeah, he, I mean that this is, I mean, but here's all due respect, this is coming off of like you know forty, what are you, forty seven, like no forty forty five. Yeah, I mean he's had uh, great play, but but at that same time, like one, we didn't win that game, and I know yep. that's not entirely his fault, but his defense has not been good this season, mm. and that's me doing a beer burp on the mic. Shouts to Neil who's cringing somewhere right now. Uh, sorry, Neil, or as you would say over in uh, the UK, just the telly. Uh, on the Uncut, telly. It's uncensored. On the telly. Uh, yeah, no. We're doing this in one take tonight, everybody. You're going to hear some audio errors and stuff. Um, but my point earlier, was it about Wiggins? Yeah, burped in the middle of it, and then I had to make these glib, <laughs> glib comments. I would say with, with, the t- with Towns, oh, I yeah, think it's with Towns. He, it's, it's a fine line between fully exploiting the incredible skills that he has and also trying to simplify things and you know figure out what what's best what's most effective for me on the court right now is it like half and half kind of like in and out game or is it you know am i going to be like a post player who can go out on the outside right um like what sort of combination this past am i week, doing i mean it doesn't it's not a coincidence that he's finding himself and especially i mean i i think last night when he had the 45 points um and wednesday night Next game, everybody who's listening yep. to this next week, whatever. Wednesday night, next game at home when we lost, when he had the 45 points. Not the Friday night, next game where he had 45 points in Madison Square Garden and we won. Hey, you were your game first. Winner, yeah, including hopefully. a dunk over Kristaps that shattered Zingus's legs. <laughs> Never play again. That's 6 3 God. Um, tore a hole into the roof of Madison but it's Square not Garden. A, it's not like a coincidence, though. Like during the 45 point game, he had at least. I mean, I, they showed the graphic, but it wasn't at the end of the game yet. He had at the graphic, they had 22 points in the paint, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's not a coincidence he's, he's scoring crazy on the nights where he's going into the paint. But the problem is right now, other big men have his number this season. The the Knicks don't have a center really. Uh, you know, Kristaps has got maybe the same body weight as Towns, maybe less. And so the Knicks don't really have a center. But the centers in this league, particularly have been without just, Noah, if when he's out, yeah, exactly, and like. The centers in this league have been giving Towns the business. Gobert, we saw give Towns the business. Anthony Davis in this past week gave Towns the business. Uh, you know, you guys, it, circle the calendar against Trey Kat. Lyles yeah. is giving Cat the business. Yeah, like now, people. I feel like other big men probably feel like Towns got annoyed and uh, anointed as a star too soon, mm-hmm. and are like, well, they're saying Towns is so good. I'm better than Towns. Let me go show him. I've been in the league this long, you know. And I think that's part of it. Um, but, like, I also think some of it's the Kentucky thing. Man, Kentucky Wildcats are going after Towns. Davis, Boogie, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, Lyles. There's a lot of them. They're all just like, nah, he's getting way too much credit for being a Kentucky star. It's funny star. how, like, it, I always like hearing stories about how NBA players motivate themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, all the little things that they, they use. They will seize on the pettiest 
whatever, yeah. whatever gets them in the gym. As long as it, it could be super petty. Yeah, I, I remember hearing a story about Shaq when he first met David Robinson. Like David Robinson, like gave him an autograph or something, and he didn't like write it nicely or something like that. <laughs> and so he's oh like, "Oh, the next time I next time I play him, I'm gonna get him." Oh, that's amazing. I, because this was like you know he totally dissed me like. By by not signing it, you know, by not giving me a really nice warm uh, it's too funny. message. Yeah, you also but yeah you, you do hear stories. That's that hilarious. Um, well, I think part of it for Towns though, with uh, you know having trouble with big men. Uh, this is what Jim Pete. I wrote this down, or Dave, one of the two of them. Uh, I forget who mm-hmm. gave this great insight on the Fox Sports North broadcast. But they said during the Pelicans di- uh, game that Anthony Davis came into the league at 212 pounds. He's now at 253. Mm-hmm. We need to get Cat on the Anthony Davis diet. Whatever that guy's eating, like any of the yeah. po' boy sandwiches from uh, in New Orleans <laughs> or whatever he's eating, we need to get Towns on that Cajun diet because uh, we need Towns to look like AD. Yep. AD's a man. And he's Jambalaya. so beefy. And, uh, he does. You know, podcast, like, explicit warning, I guess we're getting a little steamy here. I am describing this beefcake. But mm. I'm just saying, like, Cousins, uh, you know, Gasol. Uh, Even Gobert is beefed up a lot. Yeah, that's just it. It's like Towns, like a lot of this Timberwolves team, let's be honest, Wiggins, Levine, they all need to add the weight. Even Gorgie's too thin, you know? I'm just thinking about within our division right now. Just Steven re- Adams. Oh, yeah. A- added Cantor. the weight, too. Uh, I mean, um, I mean yeah. the, guys that you, the guys that you mentioned, uh, Gobert on the Jazz, uh, I mean, there's Yusuf Nurkic boy, Nurkic, Nurkic on the Nuggets. I mean, there's a lot of big physical big men. And we don't have in our anyone, division and just around the NBA now. It's and we like don't have anyone who can that. take care of that because we're too Aldrich we're too thin. One thing, through yeah. five, all through the bench, we're too thin. You know, we have guys. We don't really have any beefy bullies now that Peck mm-hmm. is gone. Man, I miss Peck. Yeah. I miss Peck. What a bully. We don't have any bullies on this team. We're not tough at all, and teams are bullying us. I think that's, that's one of the true. big issues is that, like, we're just getting picked on. The only person who, like, checks into the game and the other team's like, I got to be careful. He might seriously hurt me is Adrian Payne. He's the only guy in the, in, uh, who gets on the floor. That doesn't like, even seem this, like it's intentional This sometimes. guy might like, hurt he's me. He's going right. to flail around. And I think people aren't scared of Towns or Wiggins or Levine and the Timber Puppies. They're too cute. And the little Ricky Rubio and even Gorgie. Like, I'm not scared of these guys. You know, they're yeah. too lovable. Uh, we need an edge. We need a little bit of asshole we in do. us. I mean, we do. Chris Dunn is an asshole, by the way. On defense, I mean, in the best way possible. On defense, he is such an asshole. Like, he's the kind of guy you would not invite back to pick up hoops because he just would take the ball every single time you have it. He, like, gets up in your shorts and will, like, wrestle you to the ground. And even if it's a 50-50 ball or he doesn't get it, he's still like, whatever, I almost got it. I'm going to try again next play. Like, he's just a nightmare. He makes not he makes playing basketball not fun, I can tell. You know, yeah. he makes it not fun for other people. Yeah, that guy that plays, like, the pickup game and is super, super like, up Goes, on Yeah, like, like, he's got his life, yep. like, on this game. But, like, talk about being in your own head. Dunn, maybe more than anyone on this team, is pressing too hard right now. He was airballing threes against uh, yeah. the other night in the game. So it's just like, man, you can just tell. Like, I think Dunn is, like, I don't know, people are picking him for rookie of the year. So he's got to be pressing right now because he, he... Big time. Like and that, whole, it, it seems team. like it's gotten, as his play, his play has progressively gotten worse and worse. And that seems to be getting... Like the expectations of what he's supposed to be doing when he comes off of the bench, uh, and truth be told, he's also playing with a lot of bench guys when he's out on the floor, and none of them have really you know done him any favors either. Uh, so how big is that a part? Is sort of you know chicken yeah. and the egg sort of thing. So true. Um, that feeds into it as well. Um, I think once we get a few wins, 
we'll stop feeling the pressure and then things will start falling into place like Absolutely. pretty quickly because you know the once you know like everyone on this team is feeling that tension and pressure and pushing everyone's That's pressing right now on the and broadcast once, we were too, i mean you were talking about dave benz down the stretch it's you know tied on the the next game that they you know lost on wednesday uh, mm-hmm. november 30th oh yeah um dave benz is saying like is this is this the turning point for the Timberwolves? Like, is this going to be the win that finally puts them over the top? And just having it be putting it in that sort of perspective, like we need to have a turning point, and it's going to be some like yeah. very obvious grand uh, event that you know all of a sudden everyone is everything's good, everything's good, everything's now, turning and everything's around, the magic together. Th- yeah, this isn't you know like major league or something, or, or you know like yeah. uh, or little big league. Or you, you get these the other inspiring movies. speech where like yeah, the hero yeah. stops being a jerk because he realizes his friends and teammates are and you all come together, or they realize that like overcome your adversity. It's more important to play the sport for fun because you know they're not in this for the money or for winning and losing. They're in it for yep. fun and for each other. I mean, I hope that. I want to believe that sort of thing can happen in sports where they have, you know, the really, the really, yeah. uh, the meaning, the inspiring, meaningful, like we need to have a team meeting. Right. And then talk it, about it, probably like the most perfect example is the Michael Jordan halftime, you know, water juice at, for Space Jam because they, <laughs> right. they're getting clobbered by the Monstars and then staged the greatest all time comeback in it in cartoon right. NBA history. Uh, so it, if we can get something like right. that, some form of that, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting too, cause we might think it's more possible because last season we had this great turnaround with, uh, Smitch after the all-star break mm-hmm. and we started playing as a 500 team. So right now we're like, man, we could just snap into that 500 team that we were again. But I think you're right that like, I, I think there's a tendency the first couple weeks we were acting like, well, this is just a fluke. It's a third quarter fluke. Small sample size. Hey, look at the numbers, the advanced stats. They say we're better than this. We should have this record. We should be like, you know, eight and five instead of, you know, five and ten or whatever. And that'd be crazy because that math didn't line up. But I know that people. Um, but like we are giving like all these reasons why, oh, we're actually a good team, but we'll we'll snap out of this. But you're right. Maybe we're not a good team. Maybe we're just growing and it'll take fits and starts and, you know, if that's what it takes this season, I'm okay with that. You know, like the playoffs were a long shot this season, anyways. I don't think we're going to be like the top five worst team this year. I think we're going to get better. You know, I think Wolves fans, at the very sniff of like possible success, it's when it isn't like when you're thinking it finally is possibly here and it doesn't come immediately, uh, it just gets that much more. Uh, it's that much more annoying, you know. You just want it to be there. You want oh, especially you, want, you wanted the the season to start off them to be like eight and two or something like right. that. Well, can't we uh, just get anything? You know, can't especially it's compounding because it's like all Minnesota sports teams are like this too. So it gets that's right. Worse. But but if you were to put, if I was to say at the beginning of the year, you know what? I think the Wolves will start off really slow, but they'll eventually find their way and be a good second half team. Right. I think pretty much everyone would be like, yeah, that's probably. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good take. That's the question. I, uh, you're a Vikings fan. You're here tonight instead of watching <laughs> Vikings. So not the diehard Vikings fan. Right. Bigger Timberwolves fan than Vikings fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, no question. I mean, you Bigger have, tennis you, fan. You've than had a Vikings Timberwolves fan, uh, license plate uh, frame. Uh, for Since I have had my car. Yeah, since high school. Since I got my car in 2000. Well, not high school. 2010. Okay. My brother gave it to me. Sure. And uh, it's the only one I've seen on the road since then. You... So. I mean, Neil has taken a crazy lead in the past couple of years. Uh, Neil, like last year, 
Neil decided to start bidding on everything Tim Rolls vintage on eBay. He's got yep. a shelf of prizes behind me that you can see. I'm looking at them right now. It's it crazy. Is. He's got the Malik Seeley bobblehead. He's got all these old got, school jerseys. I, see a, I spy an Al Jefferson piggy bank, which I've got that one. He's I, got this cork board of pins over here. And up here in the top right is an All-Star Weekend uh, 1985 Minneapolis All-Star Game Miller Genuine Draft Pin. These are some, some of these... Neil, the seasons that these things come from, or the, these are the only things you could take away. The only positives you could take away are the the collectibles that they gave away at the games. Whenever Neil like breaks his leg on tour and he doesn't have health care and needs money, don't pay any money to that GoFundMe because he's wasting his money on these pins. Wow. I sh- I'm just saying mean stuff because he's not here. I love you, Neil. I'm just uh, give, donate to Neil's GoFundMe for health care. Everybody, I hope please. it doesn't come to that. Maybe I can add him as a dependent. Um, we got to keep moving. Um, I was going to say one other thing, but you know what? I forgot it, and we got to keep moving. I got sidetracked by making okay. fun of Neil's junk. Oh, I was going to say, few people have more like cool old school Timberwolves mem- memorabilia than you. You had like some cool stuff like that Timberwolves drink Mark tumbler Madsen, you carry everywhere. Babushka doll. Mark Madsen, Babushka, so good. That was the one. I I put that in an aquarium once, and I think when I the fish died and I got rid of the aquarium, I think somehow that Mark Madsen, Babushka... Yeah, uh, I still think about it to this day. Uh, let's, let's move on. Shout out to Neil in the UK who's like, "Why aren't they moving on yet? It's already too late into the episode." But uh, just to finish my point, uh, as someone who experiences Viking season, I'm going five and zero, and then collapsing epically over the past six or seven weeks. Uh, that's worse, right? You would ra- you'd rather Timberwolves be bad in November and December, and then have a really encouraging second half of the season than to be riding high like. Actually, I don't know. Would you rather us go into the All-Star break being like the sixth or fifth seed in the West and then have us finish 10th in the West? I think you you want to I we, think you want to think of the season if I'm going to think about a season, I'm going to think about it at the end of the season looking back on it as a whole. Okay. And if I was to choose between the two, I would rather start off slow and then end well. Um, I'm going to choose the opposite because if we were popping off, if we were like one of the best teams in the league and one of the best stories, everyone would be tuning into this podcast. This podcast would be top of the charts on iTunes. Everyone See, would be. You've got selfish reasons. Everyone would be like, answer. we got to. This is the hot team. This is the hot team. And, you know, and then we would just be mad superstars by the time they crash. And the, it is they, fun to be in contention, in even if half, early on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're, we don't get to have the fun of that this season because we're always going to be playing. You don't have the fun now. of being like, you're leading the division for a right. while. You know, we haven't had that fun, and oh God, I, I can't even remember. Well, you got to build things. Building things takes time. That's right. And they're also taking time. Us loading these audio drops. Run with the pack. Because it, uh, there we go. Ooh. It's a little loud for the sponsor music. Everybody, it's time for the sponsor. We got to get those bills paid. Can't all be like Neil over in Europe, making all those mad pounds. We have a return sponsor. It's always good to have a return sponsor. We so rarely do. That's called dramatic pause. People do it in public radio interviews. They give space to their words. It's important. We have a special message from the Target Center Tap Room, the in arena craft brewery of the Minnesota Timberwolves. They opened up last year. They are currently closed because of the renovations that are going on. But they want you to know. See, this is the pause I'm talking about. They want you to know they're coming back next year. In the new year, in January, they're reopening, everybody. In addition to beloved classics like the Bounce Brothers Double IPA and the Terry Porter, there will be several new surprises. Try the brand new Cole Aldrich Painfully Pale Ale. It's aged indoors. (laughs) 
Target Center Tap Room is also the region's number one supplier of the two-time award-winning beer, Zach Levine's Slam Duncan Weizen. It's got crazy hops, everybody, that beer. And also, the new trend in the past year in Minneapolis has been having craft cocktail rooms all over the place. There's one near my house. Well, Target Center Tap Room is in on that trend. They're introducing their new craft cocktail made with the best Canadian club, Wigski. <laughs> it's distilled here in the arena. That's right. That's why we're having renovations. We had a distillery one of in the them arena. All. As always, you can fill your a howler to take into the arena with you or take home. Target Center Tap Room open soon. Please drink responsibly. Thank you to the Target Center Tap Room for their support. We're going to be right back. We got mailbag coming up. It's a mailbag. 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 Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters, send us your messages, send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. One, uh, one yeah. confession I'll make. This has been on my chest for a while. When Neil, we were talking about Neil and I's first podcast that we did, yeah, we used to have a mailbag segment. And I think every single one except for one we just made up because nobody contributed anything. It happens here. It happens here sometimes. Not but, this week, but... Uh, no, usually what happens we is... We didn't have Twitter at that time to reach out. I would say uh, like maybe 20% are made up on the show. We usually have enough, and then every once in a while we don't have enough, and then there's just a segment, we, there's something we wanted to talk about that didn't fit anywhere else. I think we used to we used to make it seem like, or make people try to believe that people actually like mailed the questions. Like oh, like envelopes. Envelopes and letters and everything and like wrote it out like deer and See, now you're really Rob. dating yourself because no one, would believe that, no one would believe that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was not very believable back in 2008 or whatever it was, but even less so now. Well, this person is real, I hope. Uh, he is real. I, I, actually, I don't know. I, maybe Verified? Not. He's on Twitter. You could check out his Twitter account. But I guess if I were like staging fake stuff, I would just set up his Twitter account and run lots of dummy Twitter accounts to send stuff in. But he's a good follow anyways, especially for Wolves Twitter. It's old friend John Bender, JB John Bender on Twitter. He probably leads the league in uh, Wolves cast questions. <laughs> I've been right on the show. The Jared, Jared might lead the league in questions asked, but... Yeah. This Jared, is, his completion percentage on questions is not very good, though. You know, so, shooters got to shoot. <laughs> John great. Bender asks, which NBA player could you two beat playing half-court two-on-one? And I'm not, I don't think John knew that Neil wasn't going to be here, who's a better basketball player than both of us. Yep. Like, this could be, like, an actual maybe, like, question we could talk about if it were Neil and anyone. Neil and Jared sitting down would have yeah. maybe a conversation I, I, about this, but... We're screwed. There's no one. I mean, I would think no, anyone. I, I think Jared and Neil would also be screwed. Honestly, yeah. I feel like there's there's a chasm between me and you and like Neil and Jared, but the chasm between Neil and Jared and an NBA player is far beyond that. The chasm between us and them, right? Uh, so I mean, but just I, but let's think about. I it I feel for like a I feel like us playing against John Lucas the Third would be like. It, it would, would have be to like, be a guy would, like that. It would be like playing against Kawhi Leonard, though. Like, he would be stealing the ball out of our hands. He would just be, like, you know, going crazy against us. Because, just like, like, he's not even that... Stuff, just he's taller us, than you, I think, right? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, these guys look small, but they're, you know, 
large human beings comparatively. Right. If I was thinking about it, it would have to be. It couldn't be a big man. It it couldn't be even the most unskilled big man would just dominate. I mean, we'd never get a it rebound. Would, if we if, would just if, have to like shoot. If we're gonna or win this game, yeah, we would have to make sure that like we give them no second chances. So it'd have to be someone small. Um, cause even small people have the athleticism to like go up over us and grab rebounds. Like, you know, but maybe like someone this old and small, like maybe Mo way. Williams or Andre Miller, like Andre Miller, I could out rebound. Like Andre, Andre Miller still in the league. No, he's not. That's the only problem. But yeah, well, I mean, some Timberwolves bloggers, league, uh, had stories of playing pickup basketball at lifetime against Andre Miller when he was yeah. on the team. And so a few of them <laughs> were like, I made one basket on Andre Miller and I'm going to brag about it for the rest of my oh, life. Sure. You know, and as like 41 year old Andre. So it just goes to show you, we would be. We would be uh, we'd be in trouble. I mean, but all right, puncher's chance. We've realized now that we don't stand a chance. Who would you pick? Uh, I mean, John Lucas third isn't a bad one, honestly. Uh, maybe is, I mean Mo Williams isn't in the league right now. He's still looking for a team, isn't he? Mo Williams. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, I'm trying to think of like 40 year old small people. Yeah, like maybe Steve Nash when he was with the Lakers and had a broken leg. <laughs> like maybe we could beat Nash with a broken leg. I think leg. we could beat. I think we would have a chance against guys that are on the injured list right now. Right, but the, some of them, maybe <sighs> not all. Yeah. I don't know. I, this is such a. I my answer is I don't think we could beat anybody if. We, let's keep it wolf centric. John Lucas the third would probably be the best one. No offense to him, I'm sure he would kill us and we wouldn't score a point. You know, we were talking about this before we started recording the mic though. We we never have any controversial takes on this show. We never say anything controversial, and that's why it's you know no one's heard of us. Let's just say I would take out Andrew Wiggins. I could beat him, no problem. I could do it with one arm tied behind my back. Wiggins, you heard right. me. Once you get this message, come come get, meet me at my playground. Yeah. You know, Scott's I not a five on five guy. He's one on one. One on one. I'll show you the real one on one uh, specialist. You know, I'll put you on a poster in the wrong way, Wiggins. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's my controversial take. Uh, let's go on to our next question. One that I have realized in my preparation I didn't have an answer to, so I'm going to make you answer it first, and I'm okay, going to give my answer. Okay, very good. Uh, so this next question is from Timothy on, not on Twitter. Okay, I'm clearly making this one up. I'm sorry, I didn't. Timothy, huh? Timothy, come on. That's the best oh. you get. I should just say Kyla writes all these. Like, Kyla's a, a good, uh, you know, person who writes in lots of questions. I'm sure she wouldn't mind being a tribute. Unless it was yeah. a totally whack question. Like You should just make it from, like... Kanye West writes at Kanye writes the Pelicans court design with the you know the Pelicans have got that cool yep. Pelican you know inside the three point arc it's like the darker wood and so uh, my question is what would the Wolves do if they did something like that if they were to do that so what I like about what the Pelicans design is and I'm thinking of it in my mind right now but it is like symmetrical Mm-hmm. Right, both yep. sides are, and that's I think is important. It needs to be symmetrical, so that takes away kind of like the. Uh, the, the Cle- takes away. Cleveland like, has like the skyline on one side of their court, so it's not symmetrical. Right? You know? Yeah, that I mean that's one. I like the I like at least under the basket where most of the where you're going to be you know on either side of the basket where most of the action is going to be happening as opposed right. to like kind of the middle of the floor. Um, it needs to be symmetrical, and in my mind, it would be kind of the silhouette of like like pine trees that's been mm, a part of I like that that's been a part of the wolves uh their design identity their design team for a has been while. embracing that uh more recently yeah too. I, they're really into pine trees yep it's triangles so, triangles. triangle pine trees yep. small bigger at the bottom and getting smaller on their way up i like that uh that's what i would think uh that's the first thing that comes to mind i mean you could 
I'm thinking of like the Minnesota Timberwolves, the actual logo with like the wolf's head and everything. Yeah, that you could do as well. That's much, I think that's a little bit it's too little much. Bit much. It's a little busy. Uh, I think the pine trees would. I think that would be. It would be nice, and it fits in the identity. It's got history, so that's what I would go with. I would. I like that. I think that's much better than my answer, which is on the sidelines. I don't know. Maybe on the baselines. I would want the silhouettes of like ha- wolves howling at the moon, so it's like a wolf pack Ooh. kind of. <laughs> that would be awesome. But what about it doesn't, snowflake sort of? Can I make it crystal? tougher though? I want to make it tougher because like we're talking about this team's got no bite. We need a bully image. Yeah, you know, uh, scary wolf. One thing I was thinking about with this, if this is going to be like the new thing in um, court design. You know, the Raptors, they have that thing with their uh, out of bounds on either end under the basket. They have that kind of like 3D. Oh, yeah. They used thing. to do that. Not they anymore, used to do that. Yeah. And I thought that they that was going to be the new thing. Uh, like, like, whoa, it looks like 3D. That would be not. That would be cool. Illusions. If they had like Optical a, a 3D illusion. illusion of a wolf like popping up to eat someone <laughs> like a big bad wolf illusion. Yes, yes. They got to get creative with this sort of stuff. The only problem is now the cameras are out. the cameras are all changing. That like only works when it's like the TV like angle camera that, right. that's on TV. Yeah. Like nowadays, like the NBA is like streaming a game every week in VR, and you can switch between all the cameras. And right, it's going to change up everything. Yeah, maybe that's real three D. Maybe that's why it kind of lost its steam. But I thought it was. I like them trying all these new things with it, it looked cool on the right yeah, angles. I, even though you're going to get some stuff that doesn't you know maybe doesn't appeal to you as much as others. I like that they're trying stuff and trying to make it look cool, and I hope that the wolves do that. I hope. I mean, they're going to be rebranding soon. Um, soon, I hope that. You know, I mean, the, I remember the all part like, of it. Possibly, they've been talking that so long. They, I remember when Kevin Love was in on the rebranding process. Like right now, like if they're still yeah. using like the same files Integral and stuff, part. they have like a file called like a folder called like Kevin Love's input. You know, like <laughs> Kevin Love rebrand ideas. Yeah, like going back. I wonder if Al Jeff got a say in it or anything. Yeah. Like we have all these players now who are gone and stuff. Like. Man. It's like Timberwolves like folder that you get from you know like Target or something back to school. Supplies. Oh yeah, exactly. And he's got like no- notebook paper and stuff. <laughs> he's like drawing stuff. And crayon on the front. Yeah, Kevin's just, ideas. Kevin's ideas. It's just pencil. Yeah. Oh, I was at uh, I was at home for Thanksgiving and I dug up some of my old like stuff. I was trying to find a book, an old book, but I found all my like school drawings and they're just you know monstrous but also that's weird i, I did mean, something similar over thanksgiving that's really weird so you were saying those are like kevin loves current ones though yeah that's <laughs> what I, the idea that he keeps like you know a list of ideas for like wouldn't it be cool if we had like this on our jersey or wouldn't it be cool if like on the court it looked like a wolf was like about to bite somebody yeah he's like well let's yeah. design the shoes to look like wolves or whatever and he's has them for like he has different ones for different teams and stuff <laughs> just like whatever team he likes he, he creates a crayon yeah. folder at home glenn taylor's just humoring him like sure, yeah i'd love to hear <laughs> oh yeah ideas. we're really listening to your input kevin yeah, david con <laughs> <laughs> david con's inputs are on there too i'm sure he had a lot of ideas on the rebrand too i bet you like i bet you whatever ideas david con had for the rebrand it's exactly what happened to the clippers like <laughs> con designed that david con's vision was seen was realized with the clippers new logo like, uh, it oh, was like manna from heaven. <laughs> it was worth oh, worth every man. minute of it that. Was, it was. Uh, I'd do it again. I was listening. I was watching that game live. It was a summer league summer game. league game with Chris Webber. Oh, I was just mortified <laughs> when he talked about Darko being like manna from heaven. He, ta- he tried to compare uh, him to Chris Webber to Chris Webber. Chris Webber was like, "No, I'm nothing yeah, like Darko." He keep, ended the he ended the interview with like. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chris Webber, did you hear on the podcast, Carl Anthony Towns tied the NBA record 
for having a block and a three-pointer in consecutive games. Tied Chris Webber in 16 consecutive games. He did not do it against the Knicks on Wednesday uh, at home when he scored 45 points. He could not hit a three-pointer, so he had the chance yeah. to hold that record for himself, but he shares it now with Chris Webber. So there's a little NBA bar trivia for you. You know, as much as I like the cat's ability to shoot threes, he's just he's doing it too much. I mean, there's a lot of like... You know, that's one of the frustrating things about this team is that, like, I like them taking more threes, but there, there are so many early shot clock, like, the whole team's not back. Like, wait for your numbers. Wait for your team to get back so that, like, you can at least rebound it. Like, so many times we start a fast break and we have, like, two Timberwolves down the court and Levine will be like, well, I'm pretty open, so I should take this open shot while I have it. But it's, like, five defenders who are I mean, easily going to get that rebound. And then we do that, like, three or four times and it's an 8-0 run, you know? Or a lot of, so many of Towns' threes seem to be kind of like the jab step jab step oh yeah uh, or like even like put the ball on the floor and then you know you know cross over and then we're step back three and stuff yeah. and it's like much how rather hard, have you, you just get it these. sort of like a catch and shoot sort of situation at this point but yeah. you know it's it's progress these guys gotta how do you know your limits until you test them you know oh man that's uh that should be the name of this episode <laughs> see if neil makes it that see if he'll sign off on it all right Presenting your weekly wolfies. That's right, everybody. We got our weekly wolfies. They are our weekly awards that we give for good, bad, or indifferent things. Really, we can give awards for anything. We just have stuff we want to call to your attention. Robert, do you want to get us started with your weekly wolfie? My weekly wolfie will go to... Now, this isn't so much for what they've done this week, but just over the course of so many years... I want to, my weekly Wolfie goes to the Timberwolves entertainment staff mm, in yes. this, particularly the fourth quarter entertainment staff that does things like throws t-shirts out or sure. has to do like, you know, little promotions and stuff. I feel so bad for them sometimes when I've been at games and the the type of games that the Wolves have had where they've given up a big lead or they're down 30 or something in the fourth quarter and it's just looking miserable. Yeah. And they have to get on the horn and be like, who wants a t-shirt and try to get everyone revved up. Oh man. I, and like the dunk squad and everything and how it's cool and everything. It used but to be like, that's what it used to be the joke with be right. Be right was the in-house MC, like during some uh, of the worst right. stretches the, of the, the Wolves history. And so, yeah, we would be blown out down by 40, you know, going into the fourth. And he'd be like, Timberwolves fans, the noise is working. Let's yeah, get uh, on your feet. The your noise is working. They, yeah. they need the noise. And you're like, no, they don't need the noise. They need this game to end at three it's quarters. It's like they were down 16. They got it down to 11. Yeah. The noise is working. The noise is working, yeah. Timberwolves fans. Yep. We just, need more noise. Yep, the howl meter and everything. Oh, I mean, yeah. just those, those uh, the, the guys and girls that are doing that. I think it. I imagine it to be a difficult job, or yeah. at least a job where you're got, just sort of like. We have people, oh, I guess, who would know sometimes some it would of be this, tough. Yeah. But like, how much do they get paid? They can't have that. That's not a job like that sustains you. It's got to be like a part time gig or something. Like, I, I mean, certainly is people it like, throwing T shirts and stuff. They're probably you know. I imagine they're not intern. Like in, maybe. Or maybe they're interns, but like, what you're interning and throwing T-shirts? Like, that's not going to look good on your resume. Like, what is it? You know, like, I'm sure if you find a way to, you know, the word, people who are worded like, in such a way that it sounds nice. Like the interns that are running the social media during the day are the ones who have to throw the T-shirts out at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you could. You were a, you know, uh, 
NBA courtside entertainment assistant or something. Like oh that, yeah, you know? yeah. Some you dress some it up a little thing, bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that's how you become Jeff Munke. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's the new route. There's a lot of different roads to it. All right. Well, I'm giving my shout out uh, this week. I mean, uh, my weekly Wolfie. That was a good Wolfie, Robert. Your first Wolfie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving my Wolfie to a great T-shirt design. Neil and I have been known to design Timberwolves apparel. Right now, you can yes. buy our Tom Thibodeau Many. pin. We have an, a, a cool little pin of Tom Thibodeau during his mullet days when he's rocking the Timberwolves tracksuit. You can buy that T-Wolves dot, or not T-Wolves.com. That's the old name. Uh, you WolvesCast.com. Go to the show, shop. Put in that promo code ICE, and you'll get free shipping. <laughs> Make sure you do that. Um, so we are people who appreciate the people who make their own independent apparel because it's always way cooler. The NBA's apparel is always just such cookie cutter. Like, uh, we just replaced the team logos and, uh, we just, you know, we made your mascot into a hat, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, that's what I love about each city making their own gear, people from the city. It's just a cool way to have like, you know, a better voice making stuff. So I want to give a shout out to this, uh, Tibbs eats farts t-shirt. Is the name of the T-shirt? It's on tpublic.com. The user, I love this username, is Tigery, like Jeff Teague. Tigery, <laughs> Jeff Teague's last name R Y. Uh, they, a lot of really cool shirts, uh, NBA fun design shirts on there. But one of them in particular is uh, a little cartoon of Thibodeau uh, taking the Timberwolves, who are depicted as little children, for like a walk, and like uh, Zach Levine's like tied by a bunch of balloons and they're all like throwing like sticky stuff on on tibs and wiggins is wrote in tibs eats farts on his head and like graffiti <laughs> and it's it's just a really really funny t-shirt so uh i hope you check it out i know i'm describing a visual joke on a podcast but shouts to tigery at tpublic.com the tibs eats farts t-shirt yeah maybe it's just because i like the nba uh more than any other professional sports leagues but it seems like there's so many more personalities in the nba that oh, lend, we, it, we lends itself, it lends itself so much better to you know things like t-shirts and pins and all that sort of stuff you can go so many more different places yeah well the art just like the logo of the art team. that nba fans make is like cool fashion and stuff like that yeah. the art that like baseball fans make is like <laughs> a corn maze or like you know <laughs> they got they've got some like more rustic stuff going you on think a cor- the corn maze was made by a baseball fan well no i mean the, like they're more the willing to fan? express their art by like shaving the twins logo into a corn maze and being like, oh, you know, right. this is how we express our artistic side. And sure. Timberwolves fans are like, well, we're creative. And so we're going to create like 10 to 12 awesome podcasts in the city and also all this cool art stuff. And different strokes for different folks, I it's guess. It's true, but NBA fans are the best fans. So shouts to the NBA That's fans. Right. God bless you. NBA all right. Fans. I think Neil's sweating bullets because we're reaching close to the time we still have the game to play. So let me get this game music sure up. He's getting wonder... very concerned. Why is it so loud on my monitor? Probably because it's loud on your monitor. Yeah. It's the sort of music you turn up. Turn it up for what? Okay, I'm sorry if you were in the library and that just hurt your ears. All right, Robert, let's go ahead and talk about uh, a little game. Uh, it's called Before and After. I think you might be familiar with it. Oh, I'm familiar. Um, so we've done this a few times on the podcast uh, last year, but for people who aren't familiar, I want to turn this down in our ears. Let's see if I... Uh... This is me figuring out game show stuff. Oops. This is rare insight into sort of the nuts and bolts of how to make a podcast. Well, you know, Neil left me in charge of this, and this is what's going to happen. You know, is I'm going to 
talk out loud while I'm doing it so that if Neil is like, what did he do wrong? I'll, he'll know exactly what I did wrong. And so will all of you because I'm telling you my design process. That's right. Yeah. All right. We have it's a It's like game. keeping your notes or it's like a showing your work during a uh, during like a math problem. You can tell exactly where things went wrong. Exactly. All right, Robert. Here is the game. It's before and after. I'm going to... All the questions are going to be based on Timberwolves coaches. Ooh, okay. Only been 12 coaches in the history of this franchise. <laughs> all right. 12 different coaches, you know. Some yep. came back. Uh, so I'm going to read you a clue uh, that is going to incorporate uh, something about one of these coaches and something else. You're going to mash them together and you're going to create it, okay? All right, very I'll good. I'll do an example, let's but do it. you guys get it. So let's yeah. get it started. Despite being fired mid-season when the Wolves were 20 and 20, this beloved radio personality presented the weekly top 40. Dwayne Casey Kasem. That's right. Dwayne Casey Kasem. <laughs> yes. Ding, ding, ding. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. They get harder from there. Dwayne Casey Case. Dwayne Casey Casey. That's great. All right, next up. This La Dida D rapper, who is considered the most sampled hip hop artist of all time, he's the one that did Ricky, 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 can't you see? Sometimes it moves oh, to right. hypnotize me. He ended his prestigious coaching career with three losing seasons with the Wolves. Ooh, I, I, I know the second part. Is it like. This might sound like a dumb guess. Slick Rick Adelman? That is! Yes! You got it! Nailed it! Slick yes! Rick Adelman! Dope. That was great. <laughs> Killed it. Oh, the Rick Adelman years. They were good. Oh, yeah. They well, they in comparison. Kind of they were kind of good. By comparison. There were moments. Yes, there the were. Andre Karolinko year. Uh, all right, yes. here we go. This former gopher is a crispy snack version of a very healthy vegetable. This former... Uh, a... Um, there's there's two former gophers That's who right. have been. Um, this is a crispy. It's a healthy vegetable. You can make it really crispy to make a snack version of it. Um, jeez. Just just say it. It's either Flip or Kevin McHale. I just can't figure Kevin out. Kevin McHale to... chips. Ah, oh, McHale chips. That one McHale is tough I was writing it, I was like, is it like Kevin McHale? Like Hail Mary, Kevin McHale Mary? No. It's M Kevin McHale is you know what? You, McHale you, you've got some know. room to you've got some room in before and after to kinda stretch it a little bit. Yeah, we'll make it up with exactly. I I I know hold, I hold no ill will over that. Alright. Well I hope Neil won't either. Here we go. Shouts to Neil. The two thousand seven NBA coach of the year <laughs> was salty with the media during his unsuccessful year with the Wolves, but his brand still sells the best throwback NBA jerseys. <laughs> I don't know the throwback NBA jersey. Uh, I bet Neil has a couple hats with it on the back. They make like, a lot of good uh, sports is apparel. It like Sam Mitchell and Company or something. Sam like that? Mitchell and Ness. Mitchell oh, and Ness yeah, is yeah, the yeah. company that makes oh, all the good right. throwback yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've heard of them. Just Sam Mitchell. Yeah. I, I thought it, there's a couple different ones I had with Sam Mitchell, but I thought of like Son of Sam Mitchell, like <laughs> named the '70s Yosemite New Sam York Mitchell or something. Yeah. Uncle Sam Mitchell, but I felt like that had racial implications, so I didn't want to oh, go with sure. uh, Misuse. I mean, yeah, salty smidge lemon drops. <laughs> recalled. Uh, all right, two more. Uh, this Salem State alum and 2011 NBA Ooh. Coach of the Year is also a small, delicious round pastry. 2011 Coach of the Year. Mm -hmm. Who was a former Timberwolves coach? Uh, or current? Oh, it's a current one. Okay. Uh, re repeat it one more time, just so I can reset, because I was in Salem State land. alum. And 2011 NBA Coach of the Year is also a small, delicious round pastry. Oh, man. I have 
no idea. Wow. 2000, I'm trying to think of 2011 Coach of the Year. No. Um, just go ahead. Say it. Tom Tibbet Donut Holes. Oh, Coach Tibbet Donut Holes. Salem State. <laughs> I think they're the Salem State Vikings, I think I saw today. I, I got to remember that. That's going to be a great. When we talk about the From game, Tom Thibodeau from Salem State. I'm, I'm going to hang on to that one for later. All right, let's finish this up with my favorite one. This gory Quentin Tarantino movie duo was the first ever coach of the Wolves. Kill Bill Musselman, right? Kill Bill Musselman. <laughs> volume Not 1, actually. Volume 2. Yeah, yeah. Kill Bill Musselman. Yeah, that was... He was the original. Yeah. Uh, shout There's to all Bill sorts Musselman. of great Bill Musselman stories oh, yeah. out there, by the way. A lot of... Um, like I think on, on Doogie's podcast, there's been uh, quite a few... Um, Quite a few guys who have been on who have told good Bill, Bill Musselman stories, speaking of him. Yeah. Uh, shouts to Bill Musselman, wherever you are right now. Thank you for having Tom Thibodeau be an assistant coach for you. Yep. Because he wore that dope tracksuit and got that awesome yep. photo with him in the mullet. That's where, it all, that's where it all started. All right, everybody. Well, I think that's the end. I got to the end of my outline. Usually I have stuff down there. I don't know. You know, I think we just proved that we don't need Neil at all. Neil? I... Without a shadow of a doubt. Stay in uh, Come back uh, if you want. You know, uh, we, we're kind of cool. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Um, I think what I'm trying we to say... We can try out some... We can try out adding him. Yeah. Uh, so, or, we can... Change, change his face. <laughs> Be happy. Enjoy it. I'm going to do that one uh, again. Just because right, right now, Neil's like, really? I'm staying Alex, up to upload this. Change, change his face. Be happy. Enjoy it. All right, everybody. I hope you take Ricky's heed Ricky's words, Neil. And um, I just want to say uh, uh, thank you, Robert, for being on the show tonight. Uh, we'd love to have you back at any time. Um, Anytime. We'll definitely get you back on here. Um, happy birthday, by the way. Hey, thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, this is my birthday present to you, is to have you on the show. So. I, well, thank you for your birthday present. This is, a, this is a really unique opportunity. You have anybody you want to shout out? I want to shout out. Um, well, shout out to um, my mom and dad because they just took me out to dinner and nice. it was fantastic. So that's kind of what's on my mind right now. I'm Heck still, yeah! Still thinking about the dinner I just had. So Heck shout yeah. out to Mama and Papa. Shout out uh, to the teams that come into Darby's and playing trivia with me every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Uh, especially the teams that draw basketball by their team name, they get an extra point. It's the podcast bonus point that only you and I know about. Come out to Darby, say hi. I've got some Timberwolves basketball cards in my backpack. I will give you, I promise. Uh, by the time Thibodeau pin, subscribe to Wolves Cast. Uh, check out Neil's gift registry for his Christmas list. He has a lot of weird toiletry items on there. Um, so yeah, really uh, thanks weird. for listening, everybody. Uh, Neil, I got this in under an hour, and you're welcome. Uh, I miss you. Have a safe flight back from the UK, and we'll see you all next time.